Welcome to Keeping Track, a Trackmania community podcast where I interview your favourite players and ask them the same set of five questions. The guest this episode is Import, host of the Evo Drop Gears podcast and the face of many broadcasts. We discuss tournaments, scenic maps, and the drama around the newly released snow car. So, question one: uh, When did you get into Trackmania, and what was it that got you hooked? Oh, okay. This is this goes back for me, I guess. Uh, I started Trackmania and Trackmania uh, Stadium Two, so uh, I'm not like an OG, OG like Trackmania player by any means. Um, I was starting with full speed and just kind of played full speed and thought I was really good at the game because the ladder points in Trackmania uh, Two Stadium was there and. Uh, at the time I was playing in the US and I saw my rank climbing up in the US really fast because I was just playing multiplayer lobbies and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so good at the game. Um, even though that was obviously not the case at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, after that kind of took a little bit of a break in between. I played Trackmania some here and there. I played Turbo. Turbo wasn't really it for me. And then um, I found out about Trackmania 2020 literally three two to three days after its release and it was completely random by chance because i think i logged into stadium two or something like that or i just saw a random ad and i was like wait what the heck was this new trek mania game and lo and behold they had just released a new updated game for stadium and i was like cool thanks uh for the solid advertising there <laughs> so yeah so yeah that's how that's how i found myself here for 2020 but uh ever since 2020 i've been hooked um maybe not so much like playing constantly and playing super competitively definitely not that i i think i'm relatively good like i can get to like randomly i can get random div ones and like i usually hover anywhere between like div three and div seven for cup of the day and stuff but like outside of that i I play some competitive maps and whatnot but majority of the time i spent all my time doing uh community uh organizing and everything so how uh i want to go back to that um playing full speed on servers and and thinking you're you're really good was that did that come that realization that that there were better players out there did that come out of nowhere or were you in a server one day and all of a sudden you're like this person's really fast i i don't know what because i came from league of legends first and foremost that's really my like major esports background um so when you see yourself as a percentile of the world you think oh i'm really good at the game and that's kind of why but i obviously knew that there were people who were way faster and especially when it came to full speed i was like why is there skid marks on the ground super weird looking and (laughs) and why are they just so much faster i'm like driving this really like solidly but like what is going on um i had no idea what speed slides were so yeah i was mudded from day one and even after playing the game for like a year or whatever i was still mudded so yeah i also like dirt i also played a lot of dirt too but i was also garbage at dirt so there's uh there's something about learning about speed slides and then going to do it and you're like oh this is way more difficult than the tutorial looked i don't know what this is about <laughs> i don't like this at all yeah I, I i like when i get into a full speed cup of the day and i get like a decent ish div but a div where not everyone is that good at speed sliding so i feel like you can make up for it by just being consistent uh and and compete there um what was it then that got you you mentioned you just happened upon the uh the 2020 release um was there anything about you know the 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 game 2020 that kept you that the previous tm2 stadium sort of lost you um i think the fact that tm2020 definitely had a more interactive like um 
live service, I think, compared to the previous games. Like, yeah, it was kind of similar in a way, but this time you had something different, which was like track of the day when it first started out. So you had track of the day and people were always like hunting with each other, made a couple friends with hunting with each other. And then you had the the dedicated servers like Evo servers and everything um, that were very easy at the time to navigate to um and play on those servers so it was like i have track of the day i have the full speed beginner server also have, there's a dirt server like what the heck is this like um so yeah there was just like a lot of stuff that i saw from tm2 stadium that i saw in tm2020 and i just saw the activity and for me uh i've always placed an importance on multiplayer games like in my gaming time i really don't like playing single player games um so yeah team 2020 being a game that was at the time during covid something that i could just like kind of latch on to and distract myself from what was going on in the world i think definitely was part of the reason why i stuck to it yeah um the covid buff for tm 2020 i think is uh it's an interesting to imagine a world where that, where that era didn't happen it sort of came out at almost the perfect time uh, when was it within TM 2020 then that you decided to do to do commentary and stuff? And, and had you done any in, in games before? So to get to that point, I do have to kind of delve into my history with Evo a little bit because um, it was shortly after 2020. Um, I became a moderator for uh, the Discord moderator for Evo's Discord. So I wasn't even an admin at the beginning. Um, I was just a random Discord moderator. I'd spoken with Venom, who's the... Uh, uh, the founder of Evo. And we had just kind of bonded over the fact that I currently live in Germany. Uh, my family is military. And then his family has like a connection to like US military stuff and whatnot. So we just kind of bonded over that and started chatting. And I was looking for friends in Germany because um, I was trying to learn the language and trying to just uh, find connections and find connections in games that I enjoy because I was taking a break from League of Legends. It just got too much for me. So I wanted to find something that was a little bit more chill. Um, and moving forward, eventually, Casual Team started in Evo, um, and Chris92, who started up the Casual Team with Snix, um, was looking for just people to join it and uh, with an Evo and then start helping out. I increasingly realized, like, oh, this is fun, building a community within a community that already has quite a few active servers. This would be easy to build and build out. Um, and it just kind of exploded from there, right? It, we, we started having events, we started having competitions. And my first actual casting moments was in 2022, I think. So really recent, actually. Yeah. Um, 2022, during Evo Full Speed Survival, it was our first major like sponsored events. I mean, price pool wasn't anything crazy. It was like $750, but still for a community that kind of started from zero as yeah. far as like everything and then going to an event like that it was really big and i wasn't even casting at that point um the people who were streaming the events we were just doing like pov streams so people could watch the competition but we weren't like doing any commentary or anything i was forced to stream one of the matches or one of the weeks against my will <laughs> <laughs> and it was like towards the end of the season and i was just like you know what i i turned on my mic and i was like do you guys just want me to start chatting and they're like <laughs> sure and so i started chatting and then i started doing a couple rounds where i was like okay guys i'm gonna take this like super serious caster uh like as a super serious caster moment so get ready and then i started casting like i was casting the 
craziest round of my life um as a joke and <laughs> but people were like hey you actually did a really good job you should start doing this more and honestly it went from there so yeah that's how it started for me all in truck mania yeah keep keep turning up keep doing it i think there's a uh, uh the approach of like well we just need someone to do it and then you step in those shoes and then all of a sudden it's like wow this guy's this guy's pretty good uh so that must be that must be nice to be able to cast do, do you really enjoy it then would you prefer to be a better player or do you really enjoy being the sort of uh you know good good oh, commentator that you are I, I love i love commentating i love hosting um i honestly i prefer hosting a little bit over commentating um hosting i feel like you can do you can carry the momentum and the vibe of the events and the excitements into mm -hmm. the uh, the matches and then the casters feed off of that energy from the host um so i think like a host is like a very important vital part of any event especially land events um when you go straight to casters especially if casters aren't used to moderating a show and like trying to transition from point a to point b in between matches it it can be very distracting and hard for them um so i think host is just like super important there but as far as commentating i love commentating too my favorite thing about commentating is being able to draw out storylines trek mania um it's very easy to draw out storylines i feel like in trek mania because you can you can easily see a player's journey uh in the middle of a competition or previous to a competition and pull out things uh that people may have not paid attention to previously or vice versa in the middle of a match you can see a player either excelling at some point where they have a low point to a high point where maybe they're inconsistent at first and then they're actually improving their consistency and rounds or vice versa where they have one mistake and then they become completely inconsistent there's a lot of things to draw from in that i feel like and i think that's super important to like bring out player psychology in the middle of a match yeah, building uh, the, those narratives and storylines. One of the favorite things about the most recent uh, season of BIPL is we had like a live updating stat sheet that was put together and it was really reassuring. Uh, for the most part, I was just providing these stats to the broadcast, but it was really reassuring when a cast is like, it feels like this person's had a rough couple of rounds or a rough <laughs> couple of maps. Then you can look through in the sheet and you're like, oh yeah, you know, they, they, they started the match with four first place finishes in the first eight rounds and they haven't been in the top two for the last 12 rounds so they've really had this momentum shift or whatever and being able to back up that that feeling with that fact i think is uh is really fascinating um i i was going to uh i was going to ask if the benefit of being a desk host is obviously quite nice uh i think we saw in uh in in some of the delays in xp evo the downside yeah i mean of course i think as uh, surprisingly i guess i I, I'm sure at some point people finally caught on that I was just fed up. Um, but apparently a lot of people were there like, how do you keep on doing it? And I'm just like, I honestly don't know. But I also know that really the reason why I was able to talk so much is because I had two people on the couch with me. Mm. And since um, we I also have a podcast with um, Shorty and Lime. And we have just gotten very used to just do chatting and just like uh, be able to bounce off of things and talk to each other and just talk about random things, um, but still made like keeping on topic. And yeah. I think that was a huge help for me to be able to remain focused despite what was going on, how I managed to somehow basically stall for 
about six hours. I think it was of... a day. I think it was it was a day of time. <laughs> co co combined with everything together, it was six to eight hours, I believe, of actual on-screen time um, that we somehow managed to like delay on the couch. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I I don't really know. I mean, I was frustrated just like everybody else. But um, what kept me going also as well wasn't just the fact that Shorty and Lime were there, but also just everybody being so supportive and like understanding like, hey, things happen. It's a land. We're all here. We're happy. We're we're hanging out with our friends. And this has been the most awesome event we've ever been to. And me thinking, are you OK? Uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of in shock with just how positive it was because I'm like, bro, everything's going wrong. Um, the just things are not working out production was going great i mean from the production side the which was great yeah the from the production side it was me and espyville who did majority of that work um espyville did a lot of the directing but um yeah i the part that i had involvement with for xp evo was obviously the pre-organization of it um getting the sponsorships getting all the vips and everything and making sure all the amenities were there and the utilities getting all that that was that was me and the production side um i had no i didn't really have anything to do with the tournament operation side so for me that, that was probably the most frustrating part for me was because i felt like for myself i know the guys were trying and i feel i feel bad for the situation that th they uh had to deal with but uh, for me, I was very frustrated by the fact that I just feel like I had, I was helpless in that regard because it's just something that is not my personal wheelhouse as far as like the technical side of running tournaments. So, but overall, I mean, it, it worked. Uh, surprisingly, the event to this day has like a 95% approval rating, I think, something crazy like that. Um, and it's going to be bigger and better, I think, next year. So. Um, yeah, we'll is, is is it going to be the same next year? I don't know if there's any information that maybe we shouldn't be talking about. But uh, <laughs> do you want do you want to announce anything about next we'll, year? We'll, we'll do we'll do little leaks. Um, leaks. I mean, if, I I can say that what you'll see an official announcement from us regarding dates and everything uh, in January. Um, but as far as I've already leaked multiple times in our podcast, you can definitely expect XP Evo 2024 to be happening. Um, Experience very excited to run it again. And there's a bigger commitment, I feel like, overall from not just experience side, but our side to do it bigger and better. Um, so that's pretty much the maximum I can really say about it. But I'm excited for it. And I know that there have been people itching to find out more details of when it's going to happen and everything. And I just need them. I need everybody to hold on just for a little bit longer. Just wait, wait till January. Yes, it's nice that some organizations have esports plans for next year. Uh, we, won't, we won't go any more on that. Um, oh. <laughs> question I mean, we can. <laughs> <laughs> maybe later, maybe later. Uh, I've just looked at the clock and realized we are a lot of time into question one. This is a five-question show, so we'll keep this thing on the road. Uh, question right. two, back now to more of a player perspective for you then. Uh, when you do play Trackmania, what input device do you use and why? Ooh. Controversial. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> the controller uh i actually started trackmania as a keyboard player and even in trackmania 2020 i started as a keyboard player okay. and the reason why i moved over to controller is just because at least for me when i was playing tech 
um, I had a massive difficulty playing tech as a keyboard player. Mm -hmm. And also I love dirt. I've, I've fully transitioned from being a full speed player. I'm first and foremost, a dirt player uh, now as what as I, I identify as, and you can be seeing a dirt event in the coming future from Evo uh, next year, by the way. Um, Another leak. Another leak. Uh, but yeah, so dirt is my thing and dirt is much more enjoyable on a controller. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do, I enjoy smooth steering and tapping on keys and everything. Just, it doesn't feel right anymore when I try to do it. I find with, um, with dirt and grass, I find is to me like the least track mania experience in track mania <laughs> in the sense that it just feels like a racing game. Fair. Like, I feel like I can just approach it as a racing game and then you go on like ice or like the snow car, which has uh, mm -hmm. recently come out. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, this feels like I'm playing a very different uh, game that's like not really a racing game. Um, so would you I, would yes. you not go back to keyboard then? If if I took all controllers away in the world, would you go? Would you still try and make it work on keyboard, or or maybe go to something? I mean, it's track media. I would try to make it work on keyboard. I wouldn't say like I'm gonna quit the game. I'm not that type of person. I think people who are like that, it's like okay, I get it, but at the same time, it's like that i feel like you lose the reason as to why you were playing the game in the first place like if it really was just because you got to play it on a keyboard or a controller like i think then you're maybe not playing the game for the right reasons comfortability i think is like definitely something that of course is a key part in enjoying a game but at the same time games change no matter what game you play and you have to you can either adapt and learn or you can just uh throw your hands up in the air uh flip your desk and quit but I'm not that type of person, so. Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of a blessing and a curse in many ways for Trackmania that for the entirety of this game, at least, um, keyboard, controller, and wheel have been largely similar in yep. the sense of you could be competitive. We have professional players on all three devices uh, and mouse, shout out Boz. Um, but we have, <laughs> we have players playing across all three devices. But to take an outside view, like to step back, that's pretty rare for any esport to be that competitive sure. and that that have that parity across uh across such distinctly different or just racing titles in general and like obviously yeah. obviously like this isn't a racing sim so like you can't really compare that per se but like most racing games are typically played on controller um and they'll allow keyboard play but usually it's very wonky and like a very terrible time in general to play on keyboard um even even like super chill games like i'm a big euro truck simulator 2 uh fan and us us guys at evo we actually play <laughs> euro truck simulator 2 together <laughs> when's that lan event coming uh soon truly <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no like even a game like that it allows you to play with like a keyboard and everything but it is so bad to play on keyboard it's just not fun like even playing on controller it's okay it's not the most exciting experience obviously you want to play with wheel because it's a simulator but i think just in general like going back to what you were saying yes i think it's super rare to see a game have such equal play across multiple peripherals and are we seeing a parody of that now like a, a like a disparity between keyboard and tr controller sure but i mean overall it's still compared to e any other title that you could think of it is still very balanced yeah and i don't think we've seen any 
indication yet about whether or not Snowcar will be seeing you know playing. I hope not. Esport. I'll say it right now. I hope not. I I'm on that page with you. I think it it looks a bit goofy, and I think that it's a bit of a weird reason to be against it. But just I like playing with Snowcar, but I think I don't necessarily want to see sort of you know Carl Pack, Otak and Bren fighting it out in next year's World Championships in the Snowcar. I think. I, I think we give that one a pass. I think you can maybe like there's only one way in the world that I could see the snow car being a viable and and competitive, but it would have to be super niche and it would have to be very seldom used. Kind of like when the debate about using ice and mixed maps, right? When you place mm-hmm. an ice section in a mixed map, um that ice section typ- typically can have a massive disparity between times uh, if it's done correctly versus incorrectly or just even a slight variation in your line could potentially cost you a full second um, depending on how well the ice section is built i feel like snow would probably be somewhat similar in that category or it'd be the exact opposite where it just doesn't really have any effect at all and it's just kind of more visual than anything else so for me personally i just don't see where snow car would be interesting uh i mean maybe visually it'd be interesting i don't know but i just don't see it competitively enjoyable because it's literally just left turn right turn and don't tip over <laughs> so, so no uh no evo snow land anytime uh, no soon. no Not for 2024 at least i mean maybe a solo snow competition as like something fun sure but like as actual like top tier competitive events uh, probably not from us at least probably not um so uh moving on then uh question three uh what is your favorite track mania map in history oh okay track mania map in history well it's gonna be from tm 2020 um but definitely it is going to be uh if you know ellipses azure chimera but google it uh so azure chimera is a grass map but it was one of kind of like a major it was a major collaboration between ellipse and nightwolf and they did a lot of cool like custom items it was like this blue uh fantasy world forest type of thing fairy forest that you drive through and everything and has a lot of just very smooth drive um and it's in grass but i actually have a favorite version of that which i asked ellipse for specifically and I had him change all the grass blocks to dirt. So <laughs> there is a, on the Evo Dirt server, there is a version of uh, Azure Chimera called a Dirt Chimera. So that is my favorite track. That is good. I'm I'm looking at this track now on TMX. I think I recall this one in Cup of the Day. This is the first track where I feel like I remember. Yeah, no, I distinctly remember that this one was sick. No, I, um, I, it felt, yeah, if I remember this one quite distinctly now. Uh, I'm going to have to look back and see how I did in the event uh, for Cup of the Day on it. Um, I imagine it plays quite a bit differently as a dirt track compared to its, uh, its grass. Com- it's, a, it's a little faster. That's about it. I mean, okay. it real, realistically, grass is like a slower version of dirt. Mm. Um, and it's a little bit more ten- temperamental when you turn on it. Um, but overall, they're very similar loose surfaces um and dirt just happens to be faster and i enjoy dirt a little bit more because you can you can do some funky things on dirt that, uh, and get like min max a little bit more um compared to grass i feel like and yeah dirt's just a little bit more playable do the transitions then change quite a bit because I, I remember on the cup of the day like you know you, you really have to get that line right otherwise if you're carrying too much speed over the jump you just end up you know getting air uh, 
Yeah, here and there a little bit, but it honestly, for me personally, I don't notice it too much. So that uh, that makes sense. I'm I'm a proponent for gears don't exist as a track mania principle. Fair, fair. Where it's just like if you just don't think about it, you just don't worry about it. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's, it's first and foremost a gear four map, and it's very hard to drop down um, a gear on that map. So I I really don't think it matters too much differently for that map specifically anyway so that makes sense what is it that that sort of makes a good map uh in your eyes because i think this is the first map we've had where the scenery is so important in that map i think yeah. if not for the scenery that would be a fairly boring grass map yeah i, I mean for sure the it's just another blender map right with with the smooth transitions and the smooth lines and over the overall it's just kind of like okay you're driving through and you're gliding through a map and there's a lot of maps that are blender made that kind of do this very similar thing. Um, and some have good scenery and some don't. And yeah, overall, it's just kind of meh. And I feel like what makes a good map? Oof. I think I, I, for me personally, I enjoy a map with a slight challenge. Um, if we're if we're just talking on the range of cup of the day maps i'm i i find them just way too easy i mean but that's kind of the style that they're going for easily mm -hmm. playable maps um so that everybody's happy and we can all hold e hold each other's hands and spout rainbows out of our butts <laughs> like um but yeah i like maps with a challenge and i i think like you can have a good balance of a challenging map but with good scenery that isn't overwhelming um, and I feel like a good reference, I'm just going to go ahead and just shout out our event again. Um, but I think XP Evo kind of did that where it was an event that had competitive maps and was definitely geared towards a competitive play, but also visually was, had a theme and had a story, I feel like. Um, and one of those maps I think was like definitely hundred percent to that to the t was roxy's map which was a uh, cloche um and that map alone was just like he incorporated 3d scenery he incorporated the 3d model of the cologne cathedral into the map and a lot of whimsical scenery around it um at, at, to the point where i'll be honest it was a little bit too much and we actually had to like tone it back due to player feedback yeah. but i mean overall i think it was a really good balance of gameplay versus visual so yeah, no, that's uh, that's really insightful. I think bringing the sort of broadcaster eye on that as well is 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 interesting. I think so many players really remember distinct parts of maps that felt nice to play, but I think maps that feel nice to watch uh, are just as important, particularly for events. Uh, I think we, there's a disparity often between the maps that look good on broadcast and the maps that the players enjoy. Uh, yeah. Often the the actual the way those interact with each other is 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 what can make tournaments quite fun. Um, question four: uh, If you were to take part in a Trackmania Pro Am event. Uh, which celebrity would you want on your team? Imagine calling Trek Mania players celebrities. All right. Um... <laughs> well, you get no. You're the pro in this situation. Oh, you're I'm the, the pro. pro Crazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Uh, uh, it's a full speed and dirt only event. So ah, are, okay. Yeah, yeah. If it was just like any player who I think would do really good in general, I, I would definitely have Lingo on my team. Well, so here's the thing: it has to be a, it. So the celebrity has to be outside of Trek Mania. Oh, the, oh, so, actually, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hundred percent on track now. I'm sorry, I'm tracking now. All right, my yeah. bad. Celebrity, oof. Celebrities, sports people, authors, 
musicians, any uh, anyone you look up to, basically. I don't look up to any celebrities. <laughs> I, I find looking up to celebrities so bizarre. Um, I I'm, I'm sorry. I have no answer to this. <laughs> well, I the don't good have news. a favorite celebrity or artist or anything like that. The good news is the hypothetical fictional Trackmania pro am will need a commentary team. Ah, okay. Now that's so, a different story. So now you know you can uh, you can give up your seating in the event you can give up your place in the event you can be you can be one of the commentators um so so you do, do you not follow any sort of sports outside of trackmania or, or esports outside of trackmania i mean i follow a little bit of uh, i follow like formula 1 but not like super deep obviously i watch the races and like catch what's happening on reddit or like twitter when it pops up but outside of that um and then i watched some like olymp i when the olympics come around the olympics if i can pronounce my words correctly here um <laughs> Yeah, when those come around, I, I find that super exciting. But like, I just like, I like kind of mass competitions in general, kind of stuff like that. But um, as far as like actual sports, I've never been a football guy. I've never been an American football guy. I've never been uh, like a European football or just world football, rather not European football. Don't don't kill me. Um, <laughs> you can say but, soccer. This is a safe space. Yeah, you can say. Soccer. <laughs> I don't want to say soccer because <laughs> actually I say football now. Mm. Um, but uh yeah it's it's always weird in my brain but yeah um yeah i just don't really follow that many sports i follow some like i follow just mainly formula one and indycar and that's about it so you're, you're almost close my my dream is that i get an american guest that allows me to talk about nascar i, I mean NASCAR. we can talk about nascar i do uh, watch some nascar imagine how good some of those drivers would be in trackmania they're great uh, at doing the same thing repeatedly. Heck w they'd be They'd be great, um, but uh, yeah, we'll I'll save everyone's uh, time and not go on a NASCAR uh, rant or not a rant, but a, a sidetrack. <laughs> um, love me some NASCAR, absolutely devastated. My least favorite oh, wow. time of the year when there is nothing on, no F one, no NASCAR. Question five, uh, last of the scheduled questions. Um, what is your track mania hot take? Hot take today is that I oh you know what. I uh, here's my hot take. I think virtual statements and the, his actions regarding the whole analog keyboard thing is very ironic considering in his video about uh when he brought out all the data regarding Riolu, mm -hmm. he made a statement about to the latter half of his video saying where he vehemently rejects and and uh, dis does not like cheaters and those who edit the game to fit their whatever needs that they have and how to gain an unfair advantage when it comes to world records and competitive play or just generally playing for times in general and how even if you're a content creator you should also not be doing this Mm -hmm. and there's i i have the clip there's a clip that i found of it um and i just found it very ironic um just based on how he's acting now compared to how he was back then and yeah there's my hot take you're welcome that's that's a hot take and i think that's also an approach to that ongoing discussion that i don't necessarily think i've heard brought up before i mean a lot of the discussion around that has obviously been about you know the fairness of analog keyboards and the fairness of those uh those wonky looking custom profiles but um no that is that is that's a good hot take i, think. I feel i feel like there's many in the community especially those who i've spoken with who are 
major um I would say relatively majorly influential within Trackmania that all agree that what he's doing is bending the rules for his own gain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and many find what he's doing as cheating. And so for for those, I feel like that's that's where the clip comes first to my head. It's it's very cut and dry what he says and what he's doing now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's a fair point. I mean, you know, I'm sure he would say he's just trying to raise the conversation, but there's obviously ways of doing that that aren't uh, affecting live world records. And I think Agreed. that's probably the, the crux of it, right? I you think I think offline. that is the crux. Uh, that's definitely the crux of it. Honestly, if he was doing it offline and not affecting anybody's records or times, it'd be a completely different story. Everybody would move on and you know just complain about something else, like we always do in Trekmania. But since it's actually affecting real times and kind of making it unfair for other players, yeah, definitely an issue. Okay, I think uh, a, a good hot take. I think we, we can give you uh, we can give you credit for that. I appreciate uh, sticking your neck out on there. Um, our uh, our unique question for the show comes courtesy of uh, a mutual friend, Nua. Uh, if budget wasn't an issue, so if I wrote you a blank check, what would be your dream inclusion to a track mania LAN? <clears throat> dream inclusion, something out there that you'd love to add that. You- you don't have to worry about the budget. I've given you this magical check. Um, I mean, oof. you can't just give it to the players. I must add, I mean, this isn't an infinite money glitch. Uh, I mean, the, I wouldn't give it. To, uh, it wouldn't be just to the players, if anything. I mean, I definitely. He's probably he's probably low key throwing shade at me, because <laughs> um, many of the many of those who worked at Trackadia or not Trackadia, but xb able we all did it for free um that from the top down and uh it was probably one of the biggest things i wish we could have changed because even accommodation wise like we we all paid for our own accommodations we all spent countless hours working on that event so i mean first and foremost i would want to make sure that we take care of our people and make sure that they're able to stay at the event be fed and be taken care of while working on the events um which is our Number one goal for next year, for sure. Um, but on top of that, bro, if I could, what I would do is I would expand to a stadium or some type of massive theater and have a full-on stage production and everything um, with a full-on show and like lights, camera, action, all that stuff. Um, that that would be my dream, would be to do like a full-on production um you could you could maybe com- make comparisons to ascension or something i think ascension could have done more um i think they had the stadium i think they had the people i think the production was lacking um and i think there's so much more that could have been done production wise and yeah it that that would be my that would be it yeah easy <clears throat> i think uh you, you know you obviously mentioned ascension um that's was a really cool event but i think there was a lot of people who had that thought i mean i did as well where it just felt like there was a little bit missing um i i I do wonder if that was perhaps slightly lost in translation maybe if i was there and spoke french i would have thought it was the sickest event of all time i i don't think i don't think so i i think it's one of those things where it's like it was the raiders event so i mean he's calling majority of the shots obviously he had zqsd with with him uh, doing that event in the production, everything. But um, from the work that I've seen from ZQSD, <clears throat> they, they're really good at small studio production. I think they did a really good job for the Trek Media World Tour Championship. 
um, or just the world championship at the end of the year. I think they did a really solid job with the production and the staging and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think the cast as far as like, I think Turbo and G-Geek did a good job, but I definitely think it needed a little bit more of an in-depth cast than just uh, the two casters running everything because you could, you could tell there was un- they were uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt bad for them. Uh, but uh, They were having to do a lot. Yeah, they were having to do a lot. And it's not easy doing host work and and running interviews and then casting at the same time. You could tell they excelled in the cast because that's what they're most used to doing. But when it came to the hosting section, there was a lot uh, left to be desired from um, from that. And I tell that to to their face. So don't think I'm just like casually throwing shade at Turbo and G Geek. Um, but yeah, overall, I think if you could take that stage production and and <clears throat> Um, multiply that exponentially to a full-on stage, I think there's a lot more to be <clears throat> done and succeed, successful on. That's, uh, that would be really fun. Because uh, I can't imagine there's going to be another Ascension anytime soon in Trackmania, so someone's going to have to fill the boots. So uh, if, if you have an unlimited supply of money and would like to make the next event great, then please contact uh, import at Evo, and we will uh, be sure to get you in <laughs> In the nearest stadium. I think uh, Mini RPG of the Week is going to be in a sports hall, which is yep. kind of a stadium, <clears throat> if you think yeah. about it, in a way. Uh, so uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see what them, they, those guys do over there. Yeah, I'm but... super excited to see what, what uh, New Lake has cooking for the Mini RPG of the Week in May. So that'll be really fun. <clears throat> yeah, I've spoke to um, Zetterate a fair bit uh, on that. We After the podcast I did with him, we, we ended up chatting quite a lot on Discord. And uh, I know that that's... Yeah, they're very much looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully uh, I get invited out. Uh, <clears throat> Same. I know you're listening. Really I know you're listening. <laughs> bring, it, bring us over, bring us over. Uh, but uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be really good. So um, uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, it's, been, it's been really good talking to you. Uh, My pleasure. And I can't wait for people to hear this. Uh, is there anything you would like the audience to know before we wrap up? Yeah, uh, obviously, thank you for having me on and everything. And <clears throat> I know many are very scared about what's going to be happening in 2024. But I think for lands and everything and for online events, I think Trek Mania really has a massive opportunity to um, excel what was 2023. And I'm not worried about it. I have full confidence that the Trek Mania community will continue to push forward despite what daunting uh, things may be coming our way. And also... <clears throat> Uh, XP Evo 2024 is going to be happening in September. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes out um, for news regarding that. It'll obviously be announced on our Evo Twitter and our Discord um, when that news comes out. And more details will be forthcoming, hopefully by January. So stick around for that. That's great to hear. Thanks a lot for coming on. And, uh, yeah, see you later. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening to Keeping Track. To listen to other episodes of the show, you can visit our Substack at www.nodal.media or you can search the show on your preferred podcast apps. You can follow the show on Twitter at Nodal Media and even follow me at A. Thomas Davis. For the month of December, we are supporting the BITM charity event, Boomers v Zoomers. Be sure to check out the British and Irish Track Mania Twitter and Discord to get information on donating to Mind and Samaritans and tune in to the event on the 17th of December might see a familiar face doing production. Thanks for listening and see you all next time.